This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Always good to see your smiling faces. It, I love the scripture. You say, Pastor, you use it a lot. It's because I love it. I love it. It said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. What is so important about that, Pastor, scripture is, is that he said, let us. Not just him. The writer didn't say just him. He said, let us go into the house See, when we come in together like this, there's just something about corporate worship. I love to go down the road in the car or my truck or wherever and be on my way to Wally World. Or I can be on my way out to go grab some some dinner or lunch or breakfast or on my way to the job site. And I I can just spend some time worshiping the Lord, and it's good. And I love that worship time. Just I can have my little music, soft music playing in the background, maybe a little uh, from, from the K-Love station, listen to some good Christian music. And I can just be worship, and it's good. I love that. And I love the my, inside of the, of the vehicle will just fill up with the presence of the Lord. That's good. But there's just something about coming together and worshiping together like we have this morning presence of the Lord has been in our midst. He has not left yet. He is still here. And I'm excited about a simple message this morning. If you have your Bibles, hold it up. Let's get started this morning. Bible says, say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, last Sunday, I was a little long-winded, but the Holy Spirit has kind of taken over this morning, and, um, and I'm so glad that He has, because... You know, when he, what God does is nobly done, and it's, it just seems to be the thing. It's the right thing. It just fits. And I, putting the message together this week, the Lord just kept saying, keep it short, keep it simple. You know, he just knew that we were just going to spend time in worship and praise. And he also knew that the message needed to be short and simple. But listen. Very profound. You need to hear this message with an open heart. Open your ears this morning. The message that I'm going to share with you, you'll walk out these doors, as we just said, I will never be the same because you're going to be taught the Word of God. It won't be my teaching. It will be the teaching of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. I want you, I'm not going to keep you long, but I'm asking you, listen with ears to hear this morning. I really believe there's only three principles, but I believe if you apply these three principles, I believe it will make a tremendous difference in your life. The title of my message this morning is Create the World You Want to Live In. Create the World 
you want to live in. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me. Our scripture reading this morning is going to be from Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. We're going to begin reading in verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Let me ask you something. Have you ever felt like your life was in the valley? And you know, it's amazing here how God, Ezekiel says, and God took me there. I read that and I thought about it. It says when Jesus was baptized, he said, and the Spirit of the Lord took him to the desert. To what? To be tempted. The next time that you are taken to the valley or that you're in the valley, remember that you're not to stay in the valley because it says in Psalms, he said, yea, though I walk through. You don't stay and canonize the place. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley, I'll fear no evil. Continue reading with me. Then he calls me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Have you ever asked God the question, God, what am I doing here? Why are you bringing me through this? Have you ever asked that question? Well, (laughs) but isn't it unique here? It says, The Lord asked Ezekiel this. He said, can can these bones live? Isn't it ironic that that uh, Ezekiel didn't say, Lord, this is a dry area. Why do you have me here? Or am I going to make it through this? Have you ever asked God the question? God, will I survive through this? And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So he answered, O Lord God, only you know that. Again, he said to me, prophesy. God said to Ezekiel, prophesy. If you're taking notes, and I want you to write this down. The first thing that's necessary is one of the principles... For you to create the world you want to live in, you must prophesy. You say, well, pastor, I don't have the gift of prophecy. What he's saying here is speak, declare. That's what he's saying. Speak, declare. Let it come out of your mouth. Speak or declare. He said, prophesy to these bones. Number two, identify. You see, so oftentimes we go through circumstances. It could be a financial situation or your body need to be healed. But whatever it is that you're going through, God told Ezekiel to speak to the bones. He didn't just say, just speak something and speak to just anything. 
He was in a valley. When you're in your circumstances, number one, you've got to speak. But you don't just rattle off something. You must speak the word of God. And you have to identify what you're speaking to. He didn't just tell Ezekiel, just just start speaking. No, just speak to anything you want. No, he said he was dealing with where he was at. And the issue that he was dealing with was dry bones. And whatever your circumstances, whether it be spiritually, physically, or financially, you have to identify it and speak to it. Sometimes it can be them. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes it's not just an it, it's a them. You must speak to it. So number one is you speak or prophesy. Number two, you identify. And the continuation of this scripture says, And say to them, O dry bones, he is now speaking to the bones. And what is he saying to say to those words, to, to, the, to the bones? Hear the word of the Lord. You must speak to your circumstance, not what you think it is. You have to speak what God's word says about your circumstance. There is a word in the Bible for every circumstance that you will encounter. But you have to speak that word. It's imperative that you speak not your feelings. Because feelings so oftentimes when you're in the valley. Will be feelings or words from your feelings will be complaining. It will be a bunch of why me or oh me. But it can't be that. You say, well, I don't always know where. There is no excuse with these new modern day phones that you cannot find a scripture. There's a thing called Google. It has been one of my best friends lately. It can tell you where to go. You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, the world tells you where to go. And you, I hope you're not into the category that you're always telling people where to go. But the world tells you where to go and how to go about it. And how to get it done the world way. But Google can tell you what your circumstance is and where the Bible has a scripture that will relate to it. You say, well, I'm a new Christian. Google. I'm an old Christian. Google. Verse number five, thus says the Lord God to these bones. I love how he's, Ezekiel, he's, he is speaking to the bones. You know what he says? Thus says, not what I say. Based upon the word of God, this is what God says to you bones, to you financial mess, to you sickness, to you marriage. Hear the word. Of the Lord. You say, well, that, that, you, you, you get, you're getting bold with that. <laughs> you have that authority, he said, to use my name. His name means his nature. You can't separate the nature of God from the word of God. 
bold and courageous. What does he say? When you enter the throne room, he said, come boldly before the throne of grace. You have to take your circumstance and come boldly declaring the word of God. This is what God says about you, big toe. You stumble in late at night from hanging out to where you shouldn't have been. And you hit that coffee table leg. Come on. Well, what happens? It shouldn't be, oh, whatever your next word is. It should be Jesus. Big toe. I command you in the name of Jesus. You take authority. Thus saith the Lord, you are healed. Well, where did you get that from? By his... Say it to your problem. Messed up toe, whatever it is you got, if it's a, in your body, speak to it. This is what the Lord says about you, body. This is what the Lord says about you, financial circumstances. Let's continue to read. Verse 6, I will put sinews on you. No, I want to back up. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. You know what you're doing? When you're declaring the word of God, you're declaring the breath. Breath is a representation of life. If you're not breathing, you're not living. But if you're breathing, you're alive. So when you speak the word of God, you are, to your circumstance, you are literally speaking life. You're breathing life into your circumstances. But the life you're breathing into it is the life of God. And God is not death. And what does he say? And cause breath to enter into you and you shall die. No, you shall live. Verse 6, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. I'll cover, your, I'll cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know, <laughs> your neighbors will know, your co-workers will know, your family members will know that I And you will know that he is the Lord. You see, you're not just just doing this for your own benefit. You're doing this because what's happening, it's following what we say around here. We're advancing the kingdom in our lives so that we can advance the kingdom in others' lives. This is an opportunity for you to advance the kingdom of God in your life. You speak to your circumstance. Speak life into it. To do that, you must speak the word of God. And when you do, you're bringing life into that circumstance. Not a life that will cause it to grow in the problem. But life for it to grow in the repair. Whether it's a marriage or a financial situation or whether it's your body. Let's continue reading. 
Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied or as I spoke or as I declared, there was a noise. And my Bible says here, and suddenly. If you're taking notes, number three, expectation. You must expect that when you speak the word of God over your circumstances, you must have an expectation that God will do what his word said it will do. We said it in the, on the, in the beginning when we held our Bibles up. This is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I can do. Because it's the word of God. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling, a rattling, a repairing. And the bones came together, bone to bone. So we have to have an expectation. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breathe and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, listen, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. You see, when you speak life into this, you're breathing life. You're breathing what you want, the outcome of your life. You're breathing it into being. You're putting life into it. And then God says to Ezekiel, after he breathed the breath of life through speaking and prophesying to him, it says here, "And and they stood upon their feet. You have to stand on your feet. Not on grandma's religion. Not on what, and I I know (laughs) if you're married and your spouse is not a believer, you got to stand on what you know is right. If they don't believe, continue to speak the word of God over them. But you've got to make a stand here. He said, and they stood on their feet. You've got to stand on that word. Now, another area of standing on my feet here is in this passage of Scripture that I want to bring out is that if you're standing on your feet, you're not just laying back waiting for something to happen. You are in the process of being ready for it to happen. You're not sitting down. You're not laying down sleeping. You're on your feet. You are ready to grasp a hold of what God says you need to do in this circumstance. And if you think God's going to do it all right by himself, I have news for you. He wants to use you not just to speak and to speak to the circumstance. And not just have the great expectation. But you must do what he says for you to do. In the process. Now you're on your feet. You run with it. Sometimes I know. (laughs) 
in Kelly and I's life, we would make a mistake, and we have. I don't want to make any more because it seems like we should learn from our mistakes. But I remember there's been times I would make a financial mistake. And I'd run to God and say, help. I didn't know at that time how to apply the word of God. But sometimes in that time that I would say help, it seemed like the Lord would send help my way, and I didn't recognize it. I didn't know someone was trying to help me. I wanted them to give me something. And they were by advice. Sometimes in the process of speaking to our circumstance, the answer will come. But not always like you want it to. It may not come the way you think it should come. You can give life by prophesying over your situation. You can give natural life. Kelly gave natural life. She gave a part of her body to enhance the life of someone else so that they continue to live. But that's only a natural way and that's a good way. But if we're going to help people spiritually, and listen, if we can get our spirit life right, I can assure you everything else will go right. Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his right way of doing things, which is by the spirit. All of these other things will be added unto you. We must have ears to hear what God is saying to us. When you speak, speak to your circumstance. You have to identify it. Speak to it. Number three, have expectation that what you have just prophesied or spoken or declared over your situation, that it will come to pass. And number four, have ears to hear and eyes to see how God wants to bring the correction or the repair to your circumstance. It's some, I've, I've heard it preached and, you know, sometimes we talk about, well, I've got the formula. I'm going to speak and I'm going to speak to my circumstance. I'm going to have expectations of it happening. But then we just expect God to go do it. But you see, God uses man. Be listening for Someone perhaps saying something to you that are words of wisdom that's going to help you get out of this situation. Correct the problem. Correct the marriage. Help your financial. Bring healing to your body. Have ears to hear what God is saying. Again, sometimes he'll use other people. I'm not saying God can't create a miracle like right now. He does. He does things like that. But so oftentimes there is a process. And God will bring healing to the process or bring healing into the process of repairing or fixing your circumstance. But it's in that process you can't grow weary in well-doing. You must stay focused. And last but not least, you must give him praise. You must give him thanksgiving. 
Thank him that he's not only heard you, but thank him that he's said in his word, my word will not return void. It will accomplish that which I set forth for it to do. I hope this morning that you've taken these principles. Prophesy, identify, expectation, having ears to hear, and thanksgiving. If you will apply these, say, Pastor, have you done? Kelly and I have applied these. We've seen it work in our lives. I want to close with a story. Some of y'all that are here, some that are here that are new will not remember, but there was a lady that came and sang. She sang more of an operatic type singing. And she also played the piano, I think, some. And then she, after she was through, sometimes she would minister, but sometimes she would minister with her singing. A very unique gift. Sister Tanae. But I remember one time in closing and sharing this story with you because I want you to see that God is a God, instant God, but God is also a God of process. But I want to show you that when you do speak to it, it happens. I was playing. She had asked me, as she had before, whenever she would come, she said, would you just follow in the spirit with me as I'm ministering? And I was sitting on the piano, and I was playing. And if you ever follow her, you'll notice that she sings and ministers. And she'll minister to people, but she'll sing, and she'll hear something in a song, or she'll sing, and, and those words. And sometimes she just sings words that come into her heart right there. And, and those words will minister to whoever she's ministering to individually. So she's ministering, and I'm following her, and, 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 and you really don't know where to go. You just have to have ears to hear. You have, as a piano player, you have to follow the Spirit to follow someone in the Spirit. And I was following along, and people were being touched and being blessed, and there was healing taking place, and I was sitting back here, and I'm thinking, now, this is my thought pattern. Don't let... You see, if you're not careful, you can get in this little poor, poor, pitiful me. Everybody's getting blessed but me. Poor, poor, pitiful me. Now, y'all may not experience that, but I was experiencing that. I always have to play the piano. I'm always stuck back here, but everybody else gets to get in line... And get touched by the preacher. Now, I didn't have a real bad attitude, but I was thinking, why is that? Well, the Lord kind of laid it on my heart. Well, I didn't call all of them to play and pray, play in the, under the anointing and follow someone in the Spirit. So, you're just kind of like you're helping out. You're doing something I really need you to do. And my thought pattern was, yeah, but they're getting blessed. (laughs) Do you hear the poor, poor, pitiful me? But I just shrugged it off. I'll follow you, Lord. I'll follow her. Everybody's getting blessed. Thank you, Lord, they're being blessed. 
Yeah, you're so good to them. Oh, no, you're so good, Lord. But you know what? She, was, she had gotten through ministering to everybody, and she walked it back up on the stage. She didn't say anything. I, at that time, I'm sure Kelly remembers this, I had a very, very bad back problem down at the bottom of my back. I couldn't get the chiropractors to get it right, get me fixed. I constantly had pain, pain, massive pain. A lot of you didn't know because I tried not to show it. But I would sit at that piano many times, and I would hurt. That's why the piano sometimes is standing up and sometimes was sitting down. There was times I needed just to stand up because it hurt too much to sit down. There was times it hurt too much to sit down. I had to have it standing up. If you've ever had back problems in the quick of your back, you understand how sometimes you just need to sit down, sometimes you just need to stand. Thank God this piano would do that. But that night, when I thought she was through, she, and she was with ministering to everybody down there, she came by and she was, had her mic, and my piano was over here, and she just reached over and touched the quick of my back, and she just said, Brother Ron, speak to it. She didn't say it in her mic. She wasn't talking to you. She was talking to me. Whom I thought God had left out. Oh, he's healing everybody else. He's blessing everybody. Poor, poor, pitiful me. But I did keep the right spirit. You have to keep the right spirit if you're going to flow in the spirit with somebody that's operating in the spirit. I refused to not do that. I said, I'm just going to flow with this, this lady. But she walked over, took the mic down, and she just touched, and she leaned forward. She said, speak to it. I said, back, you're healed. Something touched me. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. Oh, what joy. Now floods my soul. I ain't never had no back problem since. Never. Haven't had it since. I get around real good. I climb 40-foot stretch ladders and can do it all day long, come home, and I'm not, my back doesn't hurt. Now, the rest of my body may be tired because I'm pegging 65, but I'm going to tell you something. My back don't hurt. I spoke to it. It wasn't because she touched me. She told me what to do. But my obedience, and you know what? Because she was, it was, I saw success. She was, people were being healed. I saw people's lives being ministered to because she was ministering to them. When she did touch my back, I thought, why not? It works with everybody else. It'll happen for me. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you something. God is not a respecter of persons. And I'm going to tell you what he did for me. He'll do for you. And do it every time. It may be a process. It may be instant. 
But if you'll speak to it, the Word of God, and expect the blessing to come, expect the healing to come, and give Him praise. I'm standing here as a witness. It will work. It works. Perhaps you're here today. You didn't get your breakthrough this morning through your shout, through your praise. Maybe your breakthrough is not somebody else. Maybe your breakthrough is not a circumstance. Maybe your breakthrough is you. you say, Pastor, how do you how do you know that? So many times there wasn't anybody else. It wasn't Callie, it wasn't my children. It wasn't my finances. It was me. I had to deal with me. If you're here this morning and it's you, you're in the right place at the right time. Because you know why? We're going to speak to the issue. Just like I had to speak to my issue. My issue was me. I needed to get it right with me. I needed to get it right with the Father. Perhaps you're here today and you need to get it right or you're watching online. You say, boy, I need to get it right, Pastor. You see, when we get it right with us, we'll find out that there's a lot of things that we thought were problems and issues that was because of somebody else or somebody did me wrong song. You find out when you get you right, everything else seems to fall into place. So if you're here today and you need to get you right, let's get you right first. Then we can address the issues. If you're watching online, maybe the issue is you. I know how that feels. The issue has been me a lot of times. Glory to God, there's an answer. (laughs) He said, if I would confess my sins, he was faithful to forgive. And not just forgive, but cleanse me and give me life and life more abundant. If you're here in the house or you're online, I want you to pray that prayer. If that's you, if you, if you're the issue, pray it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me with your blood. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I ask it in Jesus' name. And I thank you. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, don't walk out of here feeling like you're the same person. You're not. You just dealt with the issue. But if there are things in your life and you know it's not you, you have a pattern to go by. Speak. Speak to the issue. 
have expectations that it's going to be based upon God's word and give God praise for it you're going to see a tremendous outcome things around about you are going to change you should not let the world dictate how your life is going to be you should be in charge of your destiny I don't get up in the morning looking to see if it's raining and decide if it's going to be a bad day I create my world and I walk in it because I have a creator that give me the power to do that I have his word would you stand with me in closing don't forget when don't leave here today if you do have a special request or if you want to pray about somebody or something in your life or in someone else's life our altar workers will be down here they'll be here to assist you and to pray with you if you need special time with the Pastor Kelly and I if you'll get with Pastor Kelly after the service she'll set aside a time for her and I to be with you and meet with you and pray personally with you I may live 45 minutes or so from here but I'm only a phone call away Kelly and I both and I can be here in 30 minutes that's faster than some ambulances with all the traffic on the road nowadays so don't forget if you have a need our auto workers will be here today let's look to the Lord Father we thank you for your word that's gone forth I thank you for your presence that has dwelt among us here in this place today. I thank you that needs have been met, questions have been answered, and that we have enjoyed being together in fellowship here today. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In the name of the Father of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Everybody said amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.